So I can't believe you built in your own fucking episode break. Goddamn professional I'm, right here. I am a I am a professional, yes. Uh, <laughs> so Jade, I know you saw I think you saw the cartridge at least when I was looking at the listing on eBay. Because I bought it. Um Vaguely. I think you then said, no, don't look. I want everything to be news to you. <laughs> okay, but uh, the, 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 fir- the first thing I want to talk about, because I'm going to wait as long as possible before talking about gameplay, is the box. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know how the Animorphs' most iconic aspect are its covers. Mm-hmm. This isn't one yeah. of those. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you got this like weird split down the middle I think this is Rachel mm-hmm. turning into a lion, mm-hmm. you know, like Rachel does. Yeah. Um, That's how it is I, on the Transformer toys. She turns into a yeah, lion on the Transformer toys. That's true. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this maybe is David. Maybe there was some, like, miscommunication in what was considered <laughs> public knowledge. Yeah. Right? It's, this is weird that, that, that two distinctly different like, have made that same mm-hmm. mistake. Weird. It's also interesting, you mentioned earlier, Danielle, about, like, Goosebumps being more for boys. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if there is a perception that Animorphs was, like, more for girls or something. The fact the fact that Rachel is specifically on the cover here. I assume this is Rachel. I don't actually know. This is actually... Is, is, is it a blonde girl? Yeah, that's Rachel. Uh, that's supposed to be Rachel. Yeah, I, I shared the image in, in our little group Discord yeah. chat. For the box. Oh yeah, that's clearly meant to be Rachel. I would assume so, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like this kind. I, of I wonder. Yeah. Um, like split half and half art is mm-hmm. uh not uncommon from what I remember yeah. of Animorphs like advertising and stuff like that. There's one of the Megamorphs covers that has that, isn't there? Yes. I want to say that's the case. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, what I thought was interesting, and this is not on the cartridge, um, is this little thing at the side of the silhouettes of, like, human turning into hawk. Mm. Yeah, looking like somebody's about to do a dive off a diving board, and wait, nope, it's a bird. Because that is very much like those, like, flip book Mm -hmm, silhouettes mm -hmm. you'd get in the Mm. corners of the books. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just interesting what? The what? Yeah. Wait, you you saw you had one of the physical copies of the original books, right? When yeah. You were in Knoxville last time. Did I comment yeah, the, on it? The, <laughs> I think you did. Yeah, because I the corners mm-hmm. of the pages and and the physical okay. books I'll, have. I'll show like, you when you get pictures. Here. Yeah. Thank you. I believe you, but like I'm just having a sm- this is what happens when you read only the free PDF versions for the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what? Those definitely don't have those. But yeah, there are little <laughs> pictures in the corner um, that do the same transformation in a flipbook style on, as think, you'd see on the cover. I think Seropedia has a gif of one of them. Uh... Oh, that's awesome, actually. I'm not allowed on Seropedia. You're not. You really aren't. <laughs> <laughs> the page for the, the Animorphs group is a spoiler. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, it's a 20-year-old book series. I can't complain. Yeah. But this is why I do not go on the sites mm-hmm. and warned away. Mm-hmm. Me and Izzy 
the only people seemingly <laughs> in the world who haven't fucking read animals desperately trying to avoid spoilers. It's great. Uh, you're not the only ones. It's just the people who happen upon it, like, every once in a while, because I follow the Animorphs tag on Tumblr, and every once in a while someone comes through and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... Uh, live blog my reading this and I'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> it's Good. just you watch their descent into wait a minute <laughs> there's that great art of like somebody at a computer or something like crying with blood pouring from their eyes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. somebody just behind them also like with red eyes from crying mm-hmm. bleeding just like yes mm-hmm. when you introduce somebody to a heartbreaking piece of media mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Uh. It might take me a hot minute to find this, but, it's, no, but yes, fine. back to the cover. <laughs> I, I just wonder if it would have been more appealing if they'd done one of the book cover styles. Mm. But I don't know. This this does make more it's economic use of space for a cartridge. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things. Thinking about like the and this is still fucking happening even if in some ways it's better. But, like, um, books about boys are for Mm -hmm. boys and girls can enjoy them. Mm -hmm. But if a girl is the protagonist, it is only for girls. (laughs) Yeah. And that sort of perception, like, the fact that Animorphs is a mixed group, Mm -hmm. generally, but it does make me wonder about, like, if you would look at the numbers for, like, who's on the cover and which books are read more often. Mm Mm-hmm. There is, there's, there could be something interesting there. I mean, but, um, there's also something to be said for like, like even the Transformer toys. There are two Marco toys, two Jake toys, and then one each of Cassie and Rachel, which is just very typical. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. of of all of that. Oh, there was a fucking board game. I've never seen this board game before in my life. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Stop the podcast recording. <laughs> There's a board game. God damn it. We, got four, we have four weeks to get hold of a copy before, I, before Shrug and I right? are visiting Danielle. <laughs> There's a fucking board game. Fucking the, first, the first question I bring up in this podcast is made obsolete by this knowledge. <laughs> is, is there a board game? I don't... Why is there a picture of a... <laughs> Like, I'm not... Danielle's having an existential crisis right now. (laughs) This looks like a board game in this picture. Right? I'm not... I'm not... It looks like shoots and ladders, but a board game. (laughs) Looks like a board game. That is a tiny-ass picture. God fuck. Well, it's just like the little thumbnail for the... Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like how I search Animorphs board game. The the first result is a board game geeks... Board game geek site server error. <laughs> I'm not allowed to know about this. God damn it! <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, this appears to be a thing. All right, the we've invasion code. game turns out, board game. Turns out there are secret animal spinoff media. <laughs> a board game made by Hasbro and Milton Bradley in 1998. Both of them? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that seems weird, right? Oh my god. Were they competitors even then? The Invasion. Okay. And Animorphs the Invasion game. Oh, so Invasion is probably an already existing board game. 
and they did an Animorphs version of it. There's... I remember these lenticular cards. Hmm. Did I own this game? I don't think I owned this game. All right. All right I'm sorry, guys. Canceled. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> on eBay. Know. Guys, it's on eBay for twenty pounds. Oh my god, where is it? I'll I'll order it yeah, right now. Okay. Send, send me Good. the link. <laughs> it's, okay, it's in the UK, so you might want it sent to me. Okay, fair. Uh, <laughs> this is all we care about now. Animorphs, the invasion game complete. There's pictures of all of the contents. Holy shit, you guys. Oh my god. It's real. (laughs) Okay. We've cracked the code. I've connected the dots. You've legit connected them. Breaking news in the Animorphs. (laughs) (sighs) Guys, we have breaking news from 1998. Christ. Let's go to the dot com. Okay, that's incredible, though. Yes, there are US versions. Okay. Okay, good, good, good. That'll make life easier. There's a lot. Somebody is charging £75 plus £30 postage here. (laughs) That actually doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of like replacement listings as well, which is cool to see. Like, shout out to the board game community. For looking after games and selling them years later to weird nerds. Mm-hmm. We appreciate yeah. you. Speaking of inflated prices, uh, if anyone is interested in checking out a physical copy of Urban Yeti, I did see one at my local retro game store a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently Urban Yeti is relatively rare because it was being sold for $130. Oh, wow. What the fuck? Uh, when I went there earlier this week, it was no longer there that I could see. Someone might have bought it. <laughs> I'm, I'm still looking at the fucking animals. Like, make the change. Yeah, no, Kick this your is... butt. Destroy the Kendrona. Mm-hmm. This, this is, is incredible. a revelation. I've got to close this. <laughs> <sighs> that really does just look like shoots and ladders. Hey, Jade, what did you do with your weekend? Got really fucking excited about a board game. <laughs> Yeah, but what else is new about your weekends? This is true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the same fucking art. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, now I have to undistract myself. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I will bring this up later, though. <laughs> no, that this this is really interesting, and also <laughs> I, I'm suddenly realizing a thing. Uh, I have so many more questions than I started with. <laughs> This um, is going to be a three-hour YouTube. I, I, I just found a description of the game. Uh-huh. Um, I am going to drop this in the Animorphs channel because everybody does deserve to know. But okay. Join the Animorphs, Jake, Rachel, Cassie, Marco, and Tobias as they fight off the deadly alien invaders. Head for the trouble spots like the mall, the school, and the beach. Choose the quickest path, land, air, or sea. Then use a morph card to acquire an animal DNA and make the changes. Will you travel as an ant, an eagle, or maybe a dolphin? Change again and again to your best advantage. At each danger zone, battle Yerks, Hawk, Vajay, Taxons, and maybe Vissa 3 himself to collect a card. Once you have three cards, morph into an elephant and destroy the Candrona Ray, generate it a win. Yeah. They ha- there's a little like cardboard stand up of the EGS tower from book seven. <laughs> wow. All right. This episode has been worth it. <laughs> <laughs> we could 
stop right here having not talked about the video game at all. <laughs> still now we gotta talk about the video game. We gotta talk about the video all right. game. <laughs> so, I should finally share a screenshot from this game, because this is what I saw on Wikipedia when I looked at the Game Boy Color game, and I knew, oh, I have to talk about this now, or at least find out what this game was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jade, does this remind you of anything? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah. I also know this is a little bit. A lot of Pokemon looks like this. Yes, but this is why. Why is this an Undertale game? Because <laughs> <laughs> Undertale is made to be retro. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 This is no, okay. This... this does not look awful, but yeah. No, this is Pokemon. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it is aesthetically and somewhat gameplay-wise a Pokemon ripoff. Okay, but I am uh, kind of enjoying this sprite hawk Bajir. This is a good little face going yep. on. <laughs> um, but yeah, what the hell is this game? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like if Animorphs were Pokemon, except if it were bad and nothing like Pokemon. <laughs> um, so the structure of the game, there are four unique missions. So you get one for each of the human Animorphs. Um, so it's Cassie, Jake, Marco, Rachel... Um, and you do a little mission as each of them. Uh, you fight animals to get more morphs. You have a maximum of five morphs. Um, and if you lose with that morph in battle, you lose the morph. You have to go back and fight the animal again to get it. Um. That's not how that works at all. It isn't. It isn't at all. <laughs> but it's how you make it work in a video game. Um. I guess. The. The thing that I think makes it impossible for this game to have been Pokemon, though is that the game does not save. It instead what? has a password save system. Yeah, those were really common. Yeah. So if you were to make a Game Boy or Game Boy Color game save, you'd have to put a battery in it, specifically. Which I assume would make the game more expensive to produce. Mm-hmm. Those didn't become, like, the standard until... Well, later, <laughs> to some degree. I'm not sure when it was, like, the default... I know by the time of the Super Nintendo, it was pretty much what you did for cartridge games, like, on the home consoles. Um, even then, you had some password saves. I think Super Castlevania 4 had passwords. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's also yeah, it's also part were... of the problem with um, old Game Boy Color games now, is that the batteries mm-hmm. are dying, and so you can't save yeah. games. The, yeah, the good thing with this being a password <clears throat> save is that it's not like a copy of Pokemon Silver, where... You know, your save from 20 years ago might be dead. Sorry to tell you this way. (laughs) Your Pokemon are all gone. Yep. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You weren't going to transfer them up anyway. Um, But yeah. uh, Because this game doesn't save, it kind of hobbles the game's ability to do progression. Mm -hmm. Like, it's already four separate missions. You don't carry over anything from mission to mission. Um, but, yeah, I think the fact that there's not a lot that you can save even in the middle of a mission kind of limits how much you could have made this more Pokemon-like. Um, also, let me tell you, trying to restart from a save, um, after turning the console off is incredibly tedious. Oof. Because there are 16 spaces for the password, and there are 64 characters per space. Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah. 
You have every letter and capital letter other than vowels. I was going to say, how did you um, get 64? Okay. Yeah, you've got zero through nine digits, and you've got... Oh, I have a list here. Because uh, it's... You fill the rest of the space with special characters. Uh, and this pissed me off, so I'm going to have to find the list of what the characters are. Um, yeah. So you have 12 symbols. You have plus and minus... Uh, left and right, like, carrot brackets. Equals, pound sign, uh, forward slash and backslash. Weird. Which, let me tell you, typing that out is always, I have to double take. Question mark, exclamation point, dollar sign, and cent sign. Which is really annoying when you're trying to copy down your password, because that's not a key on a keyboard. Yeah. Huh. That's wild. But yeah, 64 character, 16 spaces for your passwords. It is really tedious to put one in. Um, Fortunately, uh, when the game says a new password has been generated, you can just press select. And then if you game over, you can just hit continue and it'll have auto-filled that password. Gotcha. So there's that at least. Um, But yes, uh... So that, I think, hobbled the game's ability to be an actual full experience. So it is pretty short in general. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's not really progression with your specific morphs. Mm-hmm. You just have a health bar. Mm-hmm. This screenshot shows experience. That's not a thing. <laughs> the manual says it's a thing, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um. I am jumping all over the place. I promise I have a notes document. It's no better. Um, I should show you what this game looks like uh, on the actual overworld once you start Mm -hmm. uh, as well. Uh, Here's a screenshot of that. Uh, I mean, it's it's Game Boy visuals. It's all Mm -hmm. small sprite work. Um, Yep. I mean, that's what the characters look like. It's Pokemon. (laughs) It's and let me. Yeah, let me tell you. I was playing this on an original Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. and that green text on a black background is small and very hard to read on the Game Boy Advance's screen. Mm. I will give them this. I think the Game Boy color screen was a little bit brighter than the original GBA, because the original GBA is fucking notorious yeah. uh, for its bad screen. Because the Game Boy line did not get backlights until the Game Boy Advance SP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you truly have to just hold this to the right light. Yeah. Um, so much time of my childhood was spent oh, with yes. a Game Boy Color just, like, tilted toward the window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and to avoid um, actually, uh, the, there was a Game Boy Light with a backlight, but that was an original Game Boy model and was only in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So, yeah. Try to copy down all the text so I could note down any interesting lines was kind of tedious with this this text and this screen. Um, it looks great in screenshots. Let me tell you, on the actual console, it is pretty hard to see things. Because sometimes <laughs> you get blue backgrounds, and so, you know, Axe and some of the aliens will just blend in. <laughs> uh, it gets annoying sometimes. Uh-huh. Um. But yeah, uh, 
I want to go over just like overall how this game kind of sucks in certain ways. Because, mm-hmm. okay, so you can kind of tell what's happening here, right? Yeah. You're going to have a little RPG element. You're walking around trying to find your next objective, occasionally fighting animals or aliens. Um, the problem is this game is really bad at feedback. So like you were saying at the beginning, it's really hard to know what to actually do. Mm-hmm. Because the game is really bad at telling you. And a lot of the ways it does this is because a lot of the stuff you have to interact with is not visible. If there is a door that is locked and you're supposed to get through eventually, it's often just an invisible barrier. <laughs> um, and a lot of the encounters you'll run into, you don't see. It's just you walk into the right space. Um, and you know how in a usual RPG you would pick up things, talk to people exclusively by, you know, walking up to them and pressing A to interact with them. Mm -hmm. That is a thing for a lot of NPCs and stuff, but for key progression points, you usually just trigger them by walking into them. Uh You don't choose to interact with them, which is just bizarre. Um, All right, and I have to talk about the combat system because it is truly awful. Uh, So you know how this is basically Pokemon. Right. Imagine if Pokemon had two moves, and those moves were Tackle and Double Team. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jade, do, do you know what that would mean? Nope. You will have to explain it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, you have attacks, um, and then you have like some moves that are like defensive. And in this game, it basically means it's harder for the opponent to hit you. Until they do, in which case your buffs are basically removed, as far as I can tell. <laughs> um, also, hitting the opponent is very random. Uh, I cannot tell what your odds of hitting things are actually supposed to be, but it's extremely inconsistent. Like, you can have the same battle several times, mashing the same buttons, and just wildly different things happen. Like, if you have seen the GDQ run of the Animorphs game, you know how bad this can get. Um, Like, the runner had to take, like, three or four shots at the fourth level boss doing the same thing, and just one of the times it just works instantly, and the others, he just dies. Hmm. There is, technically, a super effective system. uh, Which you encounter pretty quickly, because in your first encounter with an animal, you find a mouse in the corner of the barn... And you can fight it. And if you bite it, it says it's super effective. Okay, so great. So you should be able to pick the right attack for each fight. No. (laughs) Not only is the game so short, like, experimenting is not super useful. You can just brute force your way through everything. But also, it's a pretty shallow move pool. Like, there aren't a lot of differently named moves. So you have uh, just moves that certain animals shouldn't really have, but it's what they had to give them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So an elephant has a punch attack. (laughs) You know, with the trunk. Naturally. I would be so happy. (laughs) I think the dolphin also has a punch attack. Uh Uh, Taxons can kick you. Nice. Imagine being kicked by a taxon. (laughs) Yeah. The thing with Pokemon also 
is that you have fanciful creatures with wildly different types, and it's a lot of the super effectiveness is intuitive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like fire against grass, um, you know, electric against water. But like, what do you think would be super effective against a wolf? Venom, kick, throw, or bite. <laughs> I see. The answer, by the way, is kick. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... It seems like it should be a more deep system than it is. Uh-huh. But it really doesn't seem to be. Really, success is just you get some powerful animal that can take some hits, and you mash your good attack, and sometimes you win, and sometimes you just have to start over. Um, yep, yeah, that, which that is sounds about right. Disappointing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I should get into the actual things that happen in the game. So the intro is actually pretty good, um, in that it has the standard like story. So, the Earth is under attack. An alien race called the Yurks have landed. They are hideous creatures. They control the minds of people and other aliens. We must fight them. We have the power to morph into animals. Are you ready to become an animorph? That is the text from the opening cutscene. Hmm. Oh, and on that, are you ready to become an animorph? Um, there is a pixelated version. Um, and this, I know, is one of the pieces of art that Dirk TD did. Because uh, he did a lot of the like portraity pixel art, mm-hmm. uh, it's a pixelated version of the cover of I think Megamorphs Two. It's the one with all six of them standing next to each other. Okay. Um, yeah. And on the Game Boy Color, it looks like this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, pretty good conversion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um. God, fucking weirdly buff axe spins me out. Yeah. Why does he have abs? <laughs> to be fair, his arms at least look a little weedy in this picture. <laughs> Do they? I mean, they're really toned. They're toned, but they're not huge. But they're, they're, they're not the I cover want, of Visser. I, I can't wait for Shrug to actually share this art. You're going to need to do like a Google Drive folder so people could just go into it. Mm-hmm. But, uh-huh. um,. This screen cap, the way it's been picked, it does make Axe look like he has a five o'clock shadow. I'm just saying. <laughs> it really it does. does. Yeah, to be fair, a lot of this is just Googling Animorphs GBC and going to the images tab. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't right. Google so mission- Animorphs related things. <laughs> you know, that's fair. I don't think you're going to get any spoilers by Googling the Game Boy Color game, fortunately. Uh So mission one, you're playing as Cassie. Again, I like this choice. Because it's not saying, oh, we need to have them start as the boy Mm -hmm. so they keep their interest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that it really matters in this case. Um, But still. Uh, So you start in the barn, and you get to talk to all of your your friends. um, And just... This sets the tone for how banal the dialogue is going to be throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got Tobias just saying, make sure you speak to everyone before leaving the barn. Marco says, remember that you can't speak to humans while morphed. Rachel says, this morphing power is totally cool. 
Uh, Axe says, okay, we have to get the processors before the Yerks use them. No time to lose. And yeah, Jake actually gives the story. Guys, the situation is very serious. The Yerks have seized something huge. Four Andalite processors were stolen. These processors have immense power. Just imagine what the Yerks could do with them. Everyone stay alert. We don't want to be captured. <laughs> this is this is the level of dialogue you have to look forward to throughout the game. The the characterization points are going to be very low. <laughs> yeah, so you can see a note from your dad on the fridge. Just basically the animals are out of control. Uh, you got to go to the pet shop, basically. Um, but you do start. You have that little mouse running around in the corner. Um, and this is a fairly decent way to do the tutorial. Because having heard, you should speak to everyone in the barn. You immediately go over, go over and interact with the mouse. Mm-hmm. And then you get thrust into a battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to... So, as soon as you enter a battle, you're told, Oh, you must be in Morph to fight. And so you go to your... It's called the Anna Manager. This is your <laughs> status screen where you have your morphs. Yeah, it's called the Anna Manager. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's pretty clever, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I need this incorporated into Idiot Teenager's Place. <laughs> oh. Hey, you're being generous, though. You have six slots instead of five. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, and of course, you only start with one morph, Cassie's signature morph, dog. <laughs> dog. Sure. <laughs> yeah, everyone starts with dog morph, to be clear. It, it uh, would be Cassie a pretty easy... dog. <laughs> it would be a pretty easy morph to, to get, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you exit the barn, there are a couple of animals just like wandering around outside. I think it's a goat and a skunk. Which makes sense, I suppose. Mm. Um, the town is actually pretty big. Uh, you got some houses around. Uh, the center has like three key locations. You got the construction site, which is right above the mall, which is right above the gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a little label on key buildings, and it has the gardens zoo. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case anyone didn't read the books, uh, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. You got, like, a circus in the top right corner of the map. You got some, like, foresty areas, bottom right and bottom left. Uh, you know, like, you got docks and boats and stuff. You'll you'll go to these places eventually, but, yeah, it's just a, a very large town. But the mall's in the center. That's where you have to go to start. And you go into the pet shop, where the pet shop owner says, My snake escaped. Someone must catch, someone must catch the snake before it hurts people. Um, so, yeah, you just have to fight the snake and acquire it. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with this pet shop where the options for pets are dog, rat, skunk, chimpanzee, and monkey. (laughs) Uh, and this is where I got to see firsthand how absurd the combat system is. Um, because I, I fought the snake. On my first playthrough, which was fair enough. Uh, I, it killed my skunk and raccoon. And then I morphed dog and screamed at the snake until I won. <laughs> uh, yeah, your, your dog's attacks are bite, claw, scream, and kick. If you thought any of those would be status moves to teach you how that works, no, they're all attacking moves. They all do damage. Uh-huh. 
Um, and then I tried to fight the monkey, which used its climb defensive move, which meant I couldn't hit it, and it just killed me. <laughs> which was great. Uh, so yeah. That's when I slunk to the manual. Um, and that has a bit of a gold mine of nuggets that I want to share. So I have an Animorphs pop quiz. Uh, I'm going to put this one in voice text channels just to confuse everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, can I not copy this snip? God dang it. Yeah, Google Docs is really weird about. You know what? It makes okay, more fine. sense when I learned about how Google Docs stores this information. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> the fact that it's all just images it's or whatever. It's just an image. Alright, I'm going to have to snip this thing again. Um, so... Uh, pop quiz for Animorphs. Uh, how old do you think Axe is? He, he's roughly the same age as the kids. We don't know how old that is in Animorphs years. Or Analyte years. Well, that's fair. Jade, do you have a guess? God, it's either going to be something ludicrously low or high. Good <sighs> instinct. Axe is two. <laughs> They, they start out the manual with, like, character bios and stuff. They're generally pretty good. I know the first sense Yez, of axes. Years are long on the ad line. I guess. Apparently. <laughs> Axe, which is short for Axemile Eskarov Isthil, is a two-year-old Andalite, a teenager in human years, and the Animorph's greatest ally. He's two, everyone. <laughs> I wonder where they if they just made that up or if they got that from Word of God or something. I have no other reference for this, but it is hilarious to me. <laughs> we need to at Michael Grant and Kay on Twitter. Be like, is this legit? <laughs> Excuse. Just one of the parents asks Axe how old he is, and he's like, this many. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to put this in voice tech channel to confuse people uh, before this comes out. Uh, pop quiz. What the fuck is this thing? I know what it is. What? Yeah. Oh, is that one of V3's morphs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Visser 3. That's the art they use for Visser 3. Yeah, that's that's the thing with a... With, that's the creature with a thing for eight. Yeah, that is was that, my best oh. guess. Yeah. I can't remember which book that showed up in. It shows up in the first one in the Yerk Bull, and then it shows up again. There's one other time it shows up. It's the only morph he uses twice. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I, oh, it was uh, forty-seven. The resistance. It was the, yeah. It's the it's the fight in the Horkbizier Valley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, my brain has just done a cursed thing that is utterly unrelated to yeah. what so, this is. The funny thing is, this was gonna be this, like, what the fuck, where did this come for a moment, but that same fucking art is in the board game mm-hmm. we were just looking at. Yeah. That's on Visser 3's, like, little figure card. Mm-hmm. This is blowing my mind. <laughs> We've cracked the code. Also, the, the art for Axe is the same. Like, it's... I, I am... 
I am mind boggled. <laughs> Apparently there was just some uh, reference Bible for Animorphs that I didn't know about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but everyone else did. Oh, and this one is a legitimate question from me. What color are the Yerks actually supposed to be? Uh, it, on the okay. on the book art, they're like green, gray, and black. Huh. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like a lot of frog species. The color palette mm-hmm. they've chosen to mm-hmm. usually portray the Yerks. Because I thought the one cover that had Cassie morphing Yerk had it like yellow. Eh. No. There was there were yellow I, accents I, on the book. Okay. So you'd be forgiven for that, but uh Yeah, cuz the the intro to this game shows them I think is yellowy. Um but yeah, the manual does say they're 6-inch long gray-green slugs. So that that makes sense. Yeah. Uh the manual is also full of lies. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. it says talk to people to find information use the hints you receive to work out what to do and where to do it I take exception to this NPCs as a general rule in this game say nothing of value if you actually choose to talk to them <laughs> also being an animal makes you move faster mm. so unless you know you're somewhere where you need to progress the plot you should just be an animal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um Tobias is always nearby, helping you in your mission. When he speaks, the letters are italic with carrots because he uses the thought speak. Okay. that The carrots are how it works in the books. The game uses italics. The game does not use the carrots. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a programming thing or what. Sidebar. I have never heard those brackets referred to as carrots before. Ah. Oh, I think that's yeah. probably an American thing. Maybe, yeah. I know that that... That's how I have referred to no, them. That's fine. I, I think there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. I'm just very amused because I have never heard that terminology <laughs> before. Okay. Do you, do you call the other ones square brackets or curly braces? Square so brackets. So those are the other two kinds. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah, call them? You have them? brackets, you have pointy brackets. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, there's pointy brackets, there's square brackets, there's normal brackets, and then there's the weird ones. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not, if I was ever told a specific thing for them. But yeah, they're just the curly ones. braces, I think, are what we call those. That makes sense. I just I'm thinking of the right like... ones. It's just occurred to me that how at a distance, because of how similar they are, it does just look like a pair of eyebrows where the square bracket <laughs> is drawn next to the mm. curly one. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is not relevant to this discussion. It's good, though. <laughs> I have made it relevant. Uh, yeah, the, the manual has a section titled Experience Points and Health Bar. There's a health bar in the game. Again, experience points don't appear to be a thing. <laughs> I think they might have been at one point, but they sure aren't in the final version. <laughs> yeah. One of the tips that made me think, oh, I must just be playing this wrong, is use quicker, smarter animals to beat bigger, sluggish animals. It may take time, but a smart, agile animal can gain the upper hand over a large, lumbering giant. Yeah, no, I played it more, and I don't think that's true of this game, generally. <laughs> um, The monkey morph, I think, is kind of useful if you can get it. 
because its defense can actually be used to to get time enough to attack. But as far as I can tell, the other morphs, even if they have relatively uh, good abilities to, like, dodge by using their defensive maneuvers, I then can't get them to hit worth a damn. Mm. So I have not been able to accomplish anything with a small morph. They're just there to progress the plot, as far as I can tell. Uh... You know, I I thought the game was lying about another thing, uh, which was saying, you know, about the two-hour limit. I was sure that it was just not a thing, uh, because I was wandering around as a dog for a while and didn't get anything, Mm -hmm. didn't get any message about that, and then I tried again just to check. Uh, yeah, there is actually a time limit implemented into the game. Uh, the total amount of time is, like, eight minutes. Uh, I don't know why you would be in the same morph for eight minutes without accomplishing anything, or getting into a battle. But yeah, uh, about halfway through, Tobias sends you a message sending, saying you have less than an hour left. Mm-hmm. And then you don't get another warning until the end, when Tobias says, You have been in morph for two hours, and are trapped. And then you just game over. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> also, a very funny way. Oh my god, it's real. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He's two and a half years old. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> when was this decided? I must know. I don't know. Holy shit! This is the. You, please drop. Please drop that in the book club channel. I need to see everybody's reaction to this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, X is somewhat formal. I thought he said, I thought that said X is somewhat female in his natural form. So this is from the stationary merchandise, including bookmarks, ID cards, huh. journals, magnets, stickers, book plates, and book covers. Because I wanted, before I added Michael Grant and KA, I wanted to like double check mm. that I wasn't imagining this not being uh-huh. a thing that was m- mentioned anywhere. Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting okay. deep into the Animorphs lore today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because okay, but I do want to know if they decided that if that's part of the Bible of mm-hmm. the show. I really want to know. Was... <laughs> How old was Elfangor? <laughs> I I want to know what that actually is supposed to mean. Does it mean something about Andalite aging, or is it just like the rate at which the Andalite planet circles its sun? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Was Elfangor just really weirded out by human timescales? <laughs> Maybe this is why Lauren's timescale just doesn't make any fucking sense. Right? <laughs> there there you go. We've cracked the code. <laughs> he, he morphs into human. Yeah, he, like, he oh was, my god, I'm immortal now. <laughs> he was on Earth for two years, which is actually like 16 or 13 yeah. years. Humans are the Andalite equivalent of elves. Oh, it almost makes sense, is the problem. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Uh, Another really funny way to die in this game is trying to morph with a human on the screen. Mm -hmm. So, if you... You know, press start to go to your, like, Anna manager. Uh, Tobias will warn you, don't morph, you're not alone. Um, <laughs> you're taken to the menu anyway, because mm-hmm. I guess it wants you to be able to check, mm-hmm. like, your health bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
you can just hit morph anyway, the animation plays, and then you just immediately go to the game over screen. I think that's just great. Oh wait, there was one more thing from the manual. Um, the back cover has, like, the A-shield, but it's being gripped by Talons. Mm-hmm. And to me, th- this is just the logo for a high school basketball team. Oh, that's wild. That does absolutely look like a basketball team logo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It was like the Alderwood High School Eagles. <laughs> they went to state last year. Okay, I am... I think that's my manual tangent. But we have we have cracked the code on so much lore today. <laughs> uh, yeah, but once I went to the manual and learned that you could use small morphs to your advantage, that did not help at all. Uh, <laughs> but I was able to just go back to it. Um... So you get the snake morph, and then you regroup with everyone in the mall courtyard. Uh, Axe is not there, which makes sense. It will make less sense later when he is there. Uh, You use the snake morph to go over a little crack in the wall of the gardens. I don't know what the logic is there, exactly. They do kind of tell you to use the snake morph. But also, why is it specifically a snake? What is the snake doing in this instance? You're thrust into a battle with a hork and then you get to go into the gardens, where there are bigger animals for you to fight. Uh, okay, so you're supposed to get a pole to disconnect four transmitters. Mm-hmm. The problem is, when I was going through this mission the first time, I beat the wolf to get its morph, which is in front of the place where the pole is. I guess I just didn't see the pole... And so I was wandering around, because I think I re- had to restart uh, after I'd gotten the wolf morph. So either I just reset to a state where I didn't have the pole, or I just didn't realize I had it. Because I was wandering around for the longest time, unable to interact with these transmitters. It doesn't tell you anything when you press A next to it if you don't have the pole. You just have to do it in the right order, which is very frustrating. Uh... Yeah, you you get you go around to those cages. Um, there's like a horde in front of each of them. Also, the weird thing about uh, this game's difficulty level is that the hardest things are the bosses and the actual animals. Defeating normal horde and taxons is dead easy. The dog can do it with no problem because they don't really get harder. Mm-hmm. Uh. They have, like, 80 health, your bite does, like, 20. And after every battle with an alien, you get food, which restores some of the health you lost. So you can pretty much just fight the aliens indefinitely. But you don't get food after defeating the the actual animals. Um, If you want to have horrible implications here, how did you get food from defeating the aliens? Uh, Take a guess. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you go around, fight some kangaroos, disable a transmitter in their cage, beat some chimpanzees, defeat, uh, go disable the transmitter in their cage. Um, I think the text box that pops up when you do it is trans box disconnected. Uh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, you can get an elephant or a hippo morph. Uh, elephant is great in this level. It is just super powerful. Um, as is the lion. Um, and yeah, once you've defeated the lion, uh, you'll be able to go to a secret lab next to the gardens. Uh, so there was an exit that an arrow is pointing to in the gardens. Uh, the problem is, it's just a dead end until you trigger the right flag. And then you can go through it. Hmm. Which is very frustrating. Um, but yeah, you also have to get a bat morph while you're here, uh, because each level has a minigame in it, uh, which is a little auto-scroller level. Um, like Flappy Bird. With much bigger graphics. Uh, you're not too far off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, the bat minigame is okay. It's like a, a horizontal scroller. Um, you just have to dodge... Uh, you got electrical cables and some incomprehensible enemy that's like a bacteriophage-looking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not too difficult. Each minigame, you get three lives, uh, and if you hit three things, you game over. Right. Um, they, they get worse later on. I'll rant about it. Um, but the bat one is okay. And then you get this line once you finish the minigame, because you pop out still as a bat, and you get this line of dialogue. Evil scientist says, Meddling kid, you discovered our operation. We've been training these animals to revolt against humans. I'll report you to Visser 3. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, have, I have so many questions. <laughs> so the guy says, Meddling kid, A, you're a bat. You're still a bat, and B, you're still supposed to be an Edlite bandit. Mm-hmm. Also, their plan being training animals to revolt against humans, I guess by transmitting... I guess this is like Pokemon Gold and Silver. They're like experimenting on Magikarp at the Lake of Rage or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but apparently they're training animals to revolt against humans. <laughs> I think I forgot I- that plot. <laughs> I mean, I do appreciate me uh, uh, yeah, talking like a Scooby-Doo villain. Uh-huh. Like, tonally, the- I'm all here for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the final line being, I'll report you to Visser 3, like my guy. How long have you worked here? <laughs> He's new. He's new. He, don't, he doesn't know yet. Visser 3 knows what's up here, and also you are going to die. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, you're then immediately put into a battle with a taxon, uh, which is one of the boss fights. The bosses have, like, 180 health usually. And also, uh, some of the attacks that you've been using rely below game do, like, half damage. Hmm. Um, and it's w- way harder for some reason to hit the bosses, as far as I can tell. So these are the actually challenging fights. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean you'll have to reset a few times. Um... Yeah, but if you beat the taxon, you're teleported back to where you started at the entrance of the minigame, and then you get to pick up the Endlight processor, and then the mission ends. You did it. And then now you're playing as Jake. And the mission is to destroy the Candrona. Uh, So this one. The other three missions are kind of, I think, based on certain books. Um... So this one has, like... 
some elements of, like, breaking into the Yurk pool by digging in Mole Morph. Um. But yeah, where you start off is going to the school. Uh, after finding Chapman's parking pass, uh, at the construction site. I don't know why. Acts as a light of dialogue that says, Visser 3 killed my brother. Maybe he stole the disc from him. Apparently there's an Andalite disc with the location of the Yurk pool. None of this makes sense in the lore, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so the school is really big for no goddamn reason. It pisses me off. <laughs> Good luck getting to class. Right? There there are so many hallways and classrooms, and there are, like, two key locations. And it's not like you can get into random fights in the school. You just have to walk around. So this is not interesting gameplay. It's just, like, a thing you have to do. So, you're trying to get to Chapman's office in the very back corner. It's so like, the back right corner is Chapman's office. The back left corner is a parking lot. That kind of looks weird when you're looking at the in-game sprites. <laughs> um, there's also, like, a locked janitor's closet or closet the janitor happens to be in. Again, there's no <laughs> door here. You just walk into an invisible barrier that says the office is locked. Um, there is one, okay, one of the random lines of dialogue, um, is actually interesting to me, because I, it accidentally hurts. Mm -hmm. Uh, you've got a woman saying, you're looking thin, Jake. You're not skipping lunch, are you? Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, this is supposed to be filler, but actually he probably is, and that that kind of hurts me. Yeah, it's actually, I was, because you sent me this document before we did mm -hmm. the most recent book. Um, and in the book, Cassie makes a comment about how, like, she finally mm -hmm. sees Jake and, like, uh, how thin he's gotten and stuff like that. And I was like, mm -hmm. mm, mm, don't like that. <laughs> um, but at least it's not treated like a good thing by the narrative. So. Yeah. Small victories, I guess. Sure. <laughs> so yes, you finally find the locked office. And then Tobias says... So all throughout the game, you're getting hints from Tobias when you run into key areas. So he thought speaks the next plot point at you. Mm -hmm. At this time, he says, Oh man, the office is closed. If only you could get Chapman's address. <laughs> you know, that thing the Animorphs don't have. Absolutely not. Not like one of the location of Chapman's one house. of their members is you know best friends with his daughter or anything. Yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> uh, so the way you progress at this point in the game is to find an invisible hork bajir in the bathroom. <laughs> Naturally, you know. Yeah, ah, uh, you know how they're hork bajir. <laughs> 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 Look, sometimes Mr. Three has you on stakeout and you just really need to pee. Yeah. But you get a key from defeating the Hork-Bajir that you couldn't see until you wandered around in the right place. And then the janitor tells you where Chapman's house is, because he's like, oh, you've got Chapman's parking pass. You should go take it to his house. 
Um, you get teleported to the parking lot at the back of the school, where the rest of the group is. Axes and cat morph, which is which is good. They're actually remembering to not make Axe uh, an Andalite, mm-hmm. just standing around mm-hmm. in this one instance. <laughs> um, there is one line of dialogue here. Uh, someone says, now we have to break into the principal's office. This is really insane. Jade, who do you think said that line? Wait, say say it again. Now we have to break into the principal's office. This is really insane. I have to assume it's Marco. It's Axe. With that writing. Okay, cool. (laughs) Axe, who is well known for thinking that the things the Animorphs do are insane. (laughs) Also having respect for school principals. It's this is a good game, actually. I've changed my mind. <laughs> uh, so you go to so you go to Chapman's house by morphing mouse. So actually the mouse in the corner of the barn is useful in several points in the game. So you go get it this time, so you can get to Chapman's house. Basically, you go in front of his door as a mouse so you can sneak in. You encounter the cat. And so you fight the cat and get its morph, and then you can get into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually all makes sense with book two. Yeah. I don't know why the game thinks you don't have Chapman's address, if they knew those plot points, but, you know, it's fine. Uh, also, Chapman's house is full of hork um, but you can avoid them. Uh, there's a weird sense of progression in this level, because as soon as you actually get on the right track... Then every step is laid out for you, but there is so much wandering around the school at the beginning. Mm, it's mm-hmm. very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that because once you get back to Chapman's office, you have a save point, and then you fight one Horkbajir in the obvious entrance. And then Tobias tells you go get the disc that's on that table right there. Mm-hmm. And it's just so silly. Um, yeah. So then you have to walk back to the scoop. Or not the scoop. Uh, the scoop is next. Uh, but you go back to the mall courtyard. Axe is an Andalite just standing there, by the way. So they stopped being <laughs> consistent about this. Uh, so you have to go to the circus at the back right of the map, and Axe's scoop is behind the circus. So you couldn't get there in mission one. Um, but you go to the circus, get some animals, you get a lion morph. Um, and then you get a mole morph. Uh, so you go to Axe's scoop, get the location of the Yurk pool, I guess. Um, which, of course, the Animorphs don't have the location of the pool, uh, even though they're digging down to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then you have the Mole minigame, which is an auto-scroller where you don't just, like, scroll up and down. You jump over obstacles. And my god, does this feel bad. <laughs> um, it is. It truly feels like you're on... You, you clench every time you jump over an obstacle, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is at least one part where it seems really tight to get past a pair of obstacles, because you jump over a rock, and then there's... I don't know what these enemies are supposed to represent. Uh, maybe it's the, the little drones in the yurt pool. Mm. Um, but, you know, there are enemies that are bobbing up and down. And there's one instance where you have a rock, and then an enemy, like two mole lengths in front that's going up and down 
So you basically either have to get lucky or just take a hit mm-hmm. on that one to get through it. Yeah. But hey, you're in the Yerk Pool now, and it's full of taxons. Um, which means that everything is easy now, because you have powerful morphs that could just defeat the taxons with no problem. Um, because the only dangerous things are actual uh, animals. Uh, so you just slaughter all the taxons in the base, disabling uh, transmitters. Naturally. And then, t- then Tobias says, holy cow, it's an alien guard. He's blocking the exit. You know, natural Tobias dialogue. Uh, and then Thorpe is your boss, and you're done with mission two. Uh, obviously using Jake's signature morph, Cheetah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if there's a tiger you can actually get on this mission. Uh, Marco's mission seems to be based on, uh, the dolphin cover book. Uh-huh. Uh. You mean the one where they go rescue Axe? <laughs> oh, Wait. No, I might be thinking of a different one. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Shark Brains. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's not the actual plot, but you are going to a water base. Mm-hmm. And there are sharks there. Uh, so you're trying to go to Royan Island. Yeah. So you're told a rat may be able to stow away on a ship to the island. So now the the thing in the corner of the barn is a rat, and you get the rat. So it's actually being useful. Um, so you have to go to a boat. Which has a dolphin in it. Because this captain says, I won't take you to Royan Island. The place is haunted. Also, I caught a dolphin accidentally and need to get it back out to sea. He's here in my boat being guarded. (laughs) So what you're supposed to do uh, is go down to the beach where there's a walrus just hanging out. (laughs) You know, like like you see in L.A. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... But you can actually just stand at the corner of the, the dolphin tank, um, and it will occasionally just swim into you. So you can just fight it as a dog. <laughs> uh, there is also a, a great line from Cassie uh, back at the barn, where she gives the tremendous insight, We must use our powers for good, not evil. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> the game developers had about as good a grasp on Cassie's characterization as most ghostwriters. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most in character this book, uh, this uh, game gets. God. <laughs> uh, I mean, she also has the line later, Roy and Islas is a natural preserve. I hope the Yerks are not messing up there. You know, that, 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 that tracks with Cassie's character, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so your minigame here is in Dolphin Morph. Because there's a pearl diver who says, The trip to Royan Island is dangerous, but I'll take you there for ten pearls. <laughs> uh, so you go Dolphin Morph, you go off the coast. Uh, you have to do all these triggers in the right order, by the way. Mm. Um, you have to... I believe, have gotten the dolphin morph, then talk to the diver, and then morph it at the beach. Because otherwise, being a dolphin morph doesn't take you to the minigame. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, this minigame is pretty bad. Um, 
It's similar to the bat one in movement, because you're in the water, you can move up and down freely, but you have to collect ten pearls uh, by running into them. There are only ten pearls in the level, and if you miss any, you game over. Not when you miss it, just at the end. <laughs> Which is delightful. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but then you're teleported to Royne Island. Um, and there are a bunch of small animals and Horkbajir and Taxons around this island, and also just loose yurks. Just. <laughs> you'll occasionally just fight loose yurks. They're just. On the floor, I guess. <laughs> this is part of why I think that you might be just eating the aliens, because they also give you food every time you eat them. Oh, God. <laughs> the Animorphs are very good at preserving life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, get a cheetah morph, you can go into an underwater base. Um, and then you have to fight some sharks and squid, which is very difficult because you can't actually use your land morphs when you're in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, so you basically only have your dolphin and maybe a walrus to fight the shark with. And they're not very good at fighting. I... But once you get the sharks, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Yeah, it is annoying in this room having to morph back and forth between dolphin and, like, cheetah, and also not be seen by the aliens while you do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, there are Lyrans in this level. Fun. Um, weirdly enough, they don't have art in the manual, but they are mentioned. Mm. Really wanted to see art of the Lyrans. Maybe that wasn't in the the series Bible that they had as their only (laughs) reference. They didn't have a series Bible as their reference. They had a one-paragraph summary. (laughs) Well, they they clearly have, like, key art that they can reference. I I really want to know what what this comes from originally. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the boss on this level is Lyran. You're setting the the evil base to self-destruct uh, and getting the Andalite process in the, mean- in the meanwhile. Uh, Andalite processor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to fight in your water morphs, but if you got a shark, you can probably beat it in a couple of tries. Um, it's still very inconsistent. And then you're done with the level. Tobias says, now leave before the base blows up. And then the level ends. Because that wouldn't have been exciting to experience. <laughs> Uh, and the fourth mission is destroy the satellite, and you're playing as Rachel. So this is the level where you go to the sharing building, and Tom invites you to go to the excursion, because you couldn't have done this while you were playing as Jake. Yeah, it it's very weird, the decisions they make here. Yeah, um, clearly. So you have to acquire a seagull, and then go to some of the like, mountainy areas in one corner of the map, find a cavern with a grizzly bear and a bat, which you don't need. Um, <laughs> but you actually get a grizzly morph as Rachel. It dies in the next combat. <laughs> oh. Or at least when I did it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, so y- you gotta 
Okay, so this line from Tobias. I saw the blade ship land on the water. You need to find a way to get in. I overheard guards say they will leave for the Arctic. Acquire some fish morph to get into the ship. So I remembered in the first mission, when you go to the mall, mm-hmm. there are some fish in a little pond in one corner mm-hmm. that you can't really reach in that level. Mm-hmm. So I went back to go get the fish. Like a good gamer. Which are no longer there. <laughs> Rip. Yeah, instead, there's a there's a trout around near the lake that you go get. Uh, and then you go into the ship. Uh, yeah, you, you go into the ship as a trout uh, and you have to demorph but the hork are on screen. And you can't move as a trout when you're on land, <laughs> so you have to demorph and are instantly thrust into battle. Ah. Which is good, because I thought it was just going to game over. <laughs> um, Gotta kill the witnesses. Yeah. But it's fine to be in the blade ship. Because uh, the actual difficult part is being in the Arctic. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a little narrow hallway where there are two wolves, which are incredibly difficult. That's where my grizzly just fucking died. Um, I barely scraped by with dog... Uh, but I got the wolf. There's a polar bear that you can get past, which is good, because I never managed to beat the polar bear. Mm. Um, there is, uh, a guy being attacked by an orca, apparently. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Oh, God. Because this game has already established that water animals can't be on land. <laughs> this guy is not on an island. He's just very scared of this orca. Um... Yeah, and you use the Orca Morph to go get a seal, mm-hmm. uh, which you use for the minigame. There are also more more aliens guarding the, this entrance. Some of them are just Yerks again. Just, just flopping around. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the seal minigame is basically the same as the Mole one, but easier. Because, you know, progression in games is a good thing. Yeah, you fight a bunch of Horpajir in the base. Uh, you walk past a little terminal that says satellite destroyed. Mm-hmm. It was very exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and the boss is a hork which you can just beat with, like, wolf and dog. Just barely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is where the game basically ends. So Axe says, I have hacked into the Yurt computer. Good job getting the spaceship. I've set it for autopilot to bring you home. And then you get a little credit sequence. You got... Um, a shot of four hands holding what looked like weird rocks, and it says the Animorphs has successfully retrieved the four Ed Light microprocessors. Uh, and then you get a slightly better shot of the creature with the thing for eight, mm-hmm. which looks like it has five heads. I can't find a good shot of that from the credits, because uh, apparently no one has bothered to beat the game and post pictures online. <laughs> um, saying, it's a bitter defeat for Visser 3. The Yerk plans are disrupted and their troops weakened. Uh... Axe can now use the microprocessor to activate his transmission station and contact the Andalite people. And then you get an Andalite face, and you get a message from the Andalite Council. Congratulations, Animorphs! You have defeated Visser 3! But there are rumors that Visser 1 is on his way to Earth. Okay. We will try to send some help. Until then, be brave and keep fighting the invaders. Good luck, Animorphs! <clears throat> and then you get to the credits. The Andalites are like 300% more useful than they ever are. <laughs> Uh, 
So the ending of this game is anticlimactic. Uh-huh. You never fight Visser 3. And there appears to be a reason for that. Because in 2016, uh, some internet user called Lucky Typhlosion found that there was a hard-coded password for the game that took you into uh, a basically fully programmed mission where you play as Axe. Huh. Uh, which is, which seems like what the end in the game was supposed to be. Because you go into space, and you fight Visser 3 at the end. Uh, yeah, so I ended up playing that as well. Problem is, because it's not fully programmed in, uh, there are no mid-level passwords here. Mm-hmm. You have to do it all in one shot, which is not really the programmer's fault, it's just this wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to cover this because it's very weird <laughs> to play this mission. Um, yes, your your mission here is to attempt to destroy the Yurk Thought Beam. Ah, yes, the very well-known you know? Yurk Thought Beam, of course. Uh, it will make humans accept Yurk control. I guess it's like that one book where they have that thing that doesn't work. Uh-huh. Uh, as soon as you step out of Axe's scoop, you get a line from Tobias that truly cracks me up and I don't know why. He starts off with, we are being kidnapped! Help! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, and he says, find small morphs to pick the locks of our cages. Great, got it. I'm gonna go back to the barn and get the mouse, as per usual. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to find the last processor and find the remote to call the Andalite shuttle. So the Andalites are actually going to be helpful, I guess. So you go get the processor from the forests, and then you go find a little remote that's guarded by a Horkbashir that obviously you can't see, you just fight it. Um, and then you get to a shuttle, and then you are sent to space with the Yurk ship. Um, and yeah, you... You walk around, fire up some processors. Now, this kind of seems like the culmination, because I think these are supposed to be the processors you were collecting throughout the game. Mm-hmm. So you're, like, activating them. Um, and then you're supposed to go to the Yurk space base. You find a spacesuit before they capture you, and you get a reminder, you need a small animal to free us. There is a spider wandering around this room. And the first time I thought, okay, I guess the spider is a good backup, but I already have a mouse. Surely that'll work. <laughs> so I get the spacesuit. Um, you have to get to the back quarter in Andalite Morph. Uh, oh, by the way, throughout this game, if you lose all your animals, you do instantly game over in battle. Because you can't fight as a human. Mm-hmm. Even though your human has a health bar <laughs> that you can't use. Uh, this also applies to Axe. Huh. You can't actually fight as an Andalite <laughs> in this game. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, another thing of, like, I don't think they finished programming this, and this might have been the reason it was cut, um, is because you could wander around the city and people will just talk to you <laughs> casually while you're as an Andalite. <laughs> just like, oh, hi, Axe. Because <laughs> clearly it's the same dialogue, just with replaced mm-hmm, names. Mm-hmm. It's It's amazing. Um, 
You made a game this time, you're in a spacesuit, dodging asteroids. Uh, sort of like the Bat Mini game. Also, this very much looks like a spacesuit space built for a human. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, you have to fight some taxons to disable drives. I don't know what that means. Um, yeah, so, so here's where things get convoluted. Stabaya says, come save us. Use the salamander morph to pick the locks. I think the spider can get into the salamander cage. So apparently, a mouse is not a small creature. Because <laughs> there's an invisible wall right in front of the salamander. The salamander is the only thing that can actually open, that can actually, like, walk into the invisible barrier that frees the animorphs. So I needed that spider in the last room. So I needed a restart. <laughs> uh, and yeah, then you actually get to free the animorphs, and you fight Visser 3 as the boss of the final level. Um, still as that, like, creature with the thing for eight. Mm -hmm. Uh, so. This game never portrays Visser 3 in Adelite body. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, then you escape in a shuttle. Um, there are, you go back to the scoop. Uh, the Adelite, the Animorphs are there like both times you're on these screens, but I, I don't think they finish the dialogue because they don't say anything when you react with them. <laughs> and then you get the same message from the Adelite Warboard. Uh, that you got at the end of the actual game. Um, and you get the credits again. So that, I think, is where the game was supposed to end originally. Mm. And then I guess they cut that mission for whatever reason. But it is a much more appropriate ending to the game to be like, all right, this time you're actually fighting Visser 3. Everything is kind of coming together. You're, you're in space. This would have been a much better ending to the game we got. Um, mm hmm But it's what we've got as our game. And it's not particularly good. <laughs> uh, I, I do kind of recommend the AGDQ runs. Yeah, the GDQ runs are pretty they, funny. They, they did make me a little pissed off because <laughs> the people there don't give a shit about Animorphs as a series. Oh, yeah. But, like, whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's it's fun to watch people get frustrated at bad game design. Mm -hmm. Um. Regardless, I just wanted to to go through this experience <laughs> of a very jank game with truly very little understanding of Animorphs as a series. Yeah, this this all tracks for with my remembered experience with this game. Like, just te bad game design, especially like I was a child that really enjoyed mm -hmm. gaming um like my my crowning achievement was being able to get through uh the fucking rock tunnel without flash um <laughs> and oh god figuring out the victory road puzzle without uh without a guide nice um, and so when i started this game and i was just like this doesn't make any fucking sense uh-huh <laughs> It truly doesn't. It's, it has a very weird pace of, like, not telling you what to do, mm -hmm. and then telling you every single solitary step of the obvious parts. Uh -huh. 
Anyway. Fucking wild. Uh-huh. Uh this this art from the with of the creature with a thing for eight appears to be just like the official scholastic art used by Visser Three. Um, yeah. Because it's uh looks like it was on like a puzzle and hmm. Uh, this we is paid for this art, and God damn it, we're going to use it for everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and looks like it's also used in in the the board game that I definitely bought while we were on this call. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> I know not everything is content, but I do feel like we should set up something <laughs> while we play this game. Yeah, it's going to be the chaser to reading the finale. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good, good shit. Uh, Shrog, thank you for. for thank you. <laughs> you put so well, much work all of this. <laughs> thank you for listening to the ramblings of a madman. <laughs> Jade, I hope you got anything out of this. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yes, uh, where can folks find our lovely. Traditional co-hosts. Uh, well, you can find Danielle uh, at Red Tail Talk ninety. Uh, pretty much everywhere on the internet. Do keep your eyes peeled for Idiot Teenagers with a Death Wish version two that will be coming to itch.io. Hopefully, incredibly soon, the art will blow your mind. <laughs> and you can check out their home podcast of the Room Where It Happened at Room Where Pod on Twitter. Our current season, Elder County, Tennessee, is urban fantasy with an Appalachian flavor. And there's a Buckwild Faction game, and as always with Roomwork, uh, deeply character-driven stories that you will uh, easily find yourself invested in. And you can find Jade on the internet at Jade Oxford Rose. Uh, you can find their home podcast, Follow the Leader, uh, at FTLcast on Twitter. Follow the Leader is currently doing a really excellent uh, run of Pathfinder that I highly recommend. Um, they always tell just the best stories and have the best character interactions. And, uh, I highly recommend listening to any and all of their content. Um, and they're also, I don't know when this, when I'm going to put this episode out, but they're also going to have a 30,000, uh, listener celebration stream soon. Um, April 1st. April 1st. Uh, and uh, you should go watch that because it's going to be a really cool, fun time, uh, as it always is with them. Um, and check out Jade's Top Surgery Fund, which you can find pinned to their Tumblr. Uh, you can also find it periodically uh, retweeted to their Twitter. Um, and go help them get something off their chest. Uh, Jade is a very dear friend of mine, and I want very good things for them and you should throw money at that if you can and if you can't to share it around uh yeah uh and hey you should go uh check out uh shrug's involvement in let's read homestuck and let's play undertale uh from the voxus network is that correct my dear yeah, uh, so I've been Shrog. My pronouns are still, still he, him. You can still find me on the internet, either Secret Frog or The Secret Frog. Um, and yeah, you can check me out on Voxus. You can also check me out on recent episodes of Dumb Kids Playing Hero, <laughs> guesting as my sweet, sweet boy, Grahesk. Um, 
I think by the time these bonus episodes drop, uh, that will still be in very recent memory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hopefully this ends up being an April Fool's joke. And <laughs> if you listen to it fast enough, you might still be able to catch that FTL stream. <laughs> 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 uh but yes uh characterization one uh <laughs> plot two uh enjoyability satisfaction three essential animorphs reading no <laughs> all, right. all right thank you all for having me on yeah. um it was a delight yeah. uh I guess we should do a clap. Yeah, huh? let's do a clap. Yeah. I should pull up time.is. Probably. Uh, on the minute? Uh, yeah. Hmm? On the minute.